everyone just popping in here and i'm so excited to say that i have been nominated for the second year in a row for favorite adult podcast for a 2024 avn award which is super exciting i'm super humbled and just really really gracious and just stoked that some of you guys voted for me and in the pre-nom so thank you so much i would really appreciate at this time for your vote so go ahead and check the links in our show notes below for the voting link you could vote up to five times per day up until the awards on the 27th and i hope to see you all there at the avns come say hi and don't be a stranger thank you so much for your support thank you Welcome back to another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage. Um, it is a new year. I don't know if I have you and I don't know if I have any bookings because you know what? I you heard me bitch about on, on this podcast about not having bookings. Um, this is another thing. So I don't have any bookings this month, but you can probably see me at some point, uh, probably in February onwards. Plus my schedule's a little bit crazy right now too. So um, that being said, I am a dancer. I am a uh, adult creator. I'm also a cam model and streamer. You can find me on there. And I was a sugar baby for many years ago. And I do this podcast. If, you, if you're here for the first time, this podcast is all about uh, destigmatizing sex work. And I do that by bringing on different guests in the industry from wherever corner of the industry that they're from onto the show to speak about sex work. And so we have a very accurate depiction of what sex work actually is versus all of the stuff that is put out in the media and like TikTok and all the problematic places <laughs> where people probably um, – are just making assumptions about our lives. So I've been in the show since 2019. Gosh, it's going into five years this year at the time of it being released, which is completely wild to me. So I just want to first of all say thank you to everyone who has listened, um, whether you're, uh, you haven't listened in a while and now you're just binging all the episodes or if you're brand new here. Thank you so much. Um, it really means a lot to me and it's been a wild ass ride and here we are. Um, this week is no exception. We're talking about um, rhinoplasty today and uh, talking about specifically getting surgeries done overseas. Um, so I have a fantastic guest who can definitely speak to this today. Uh, stay tuned. I will be announcing them shortly. And uh, if you haven't already kind of peeked on the episode title, you'll already know who it is. But as you know, I got to thank some people, get some shout outs here. And the first uh, batch of people I want to say hello and thank you to are our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Guys, thank you so much. We're going into, what is it, year two or year three going into Patreon. So I'm still surprised that there's so many of you that are um, subscribed and patrons of the show and, and wanting to financially help support the show. So thank you so much. Um People that are on second and third tier get a little fan recognition shout out. So I'm just going to quickly say hello to y'all. Um, we've got Snoo Snoo all the way from Germany. We've got Justin Erickson from the US. Same with Geyser, Selena Money. We've got Moxie Mayhem, uh, Eric Rajo, B. York from Seattle. We've got McKenna King, who's in Vegas. We also have Red Door Products. Hello, Dan. All the way from Seattle as well. 
thank you so much for um, supporting the show. It means a lot to me. And if you are curious in becoming a patron, um, you do get exclusive access to all of the video content that comes uh, live, uh, usually about a week uh, or so before the episode is publicly available. So you can go ahead and check that out on there. There's also f- some great bonus episodes up on the platform as well. So check out the different tiers. They start at $4 a month. It's patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. And I'll see you on the other side. Um, for everyone else that's listening to, if you're really invested in adult industry things and podcasts and vidcasts and want to support your favorite creators, you can do that by checking out the network I'm on, which is Skyhawk After Dark TV. As mentioned, lots of other adult creators that have their own show. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone adult has a podcast. Uh, go ahead and support them if you like shows like this. Um, it is skyhawkafterdarktv.com. And last but not least, um, just so you know where your money is going uh, for those who are financially supporting on Patreon, it is going towards my lovely website, which is strippedbysia.com, lovingly made by a friend of mine, Anthony Joe, who is a sex worker um, ally who helps build uh, websites and pages for sex workers. So if you have a website or if you're looking to finally get a website. It's 2024. We have some New Year's resolutions in Tao here. You can go ahead and contact him. It is foxdigital.design and tell him I set you because listeners of Strip Icia get 20% off. You heard that right? So 20% off uh, new builds or maybe existing, you need a makeover on your website. Go check him out, foxdigital.design. Apologies if you're hearing some coughing or sniffling. It's because I lost my voice uh, yesterday. I don't know what happened, but there is some kind of little bug going around. So apologies if my voice sounds raspy or maybe you actually like it. Um, some people say they do like it when I'm sick and my voice is sexier to them. Who knows? But um, apologies in advance if you hear a bunch of coughing and hacking along the way. So you've all been patient. Uh, I do have our lovely guest that's sitting in the waiting room here waiting for us to start chatting and giving her all the attention today, which... I'm super stoked about because I am not an expert on this topic, which is about rhinoplasty and, you know, getting surgery and and work done overseas. So I'm bringing our lovely guest on today, Siren Rouge, who is an adult entertainer who we've worked together. She's a freaking fabulous. She's a spiciest, most fiery, literally fiery because she does this amazing fire show on stage. Adult creator, suicide girl, occasional cam model. Um, all around cool human being and does crazy shit. Uh, say hello, Siren Rouge. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my God. It's about time. I've been like meaning to have you on the show for a while. I'm like, I need to find a great topic. And when I was doing um, the whole, I had had a whole couple episodes on like uh, basically like breast implant surgery and augmentation surgery and people are like oh what about like other forms of plastic surgery like you know rhinoplasty we've got bbls it will be covered i'm just trying to find the right people for that but i have found you and i'm so excited to hear your journey and also first of all thank you for being so vulnerable and being so open and transparent about your journey uh because some people are like you know maybe don't want to talk about it too much they want like their surgeon or like not really talk about it or especially on social media people don't want to like admit that they've had work done but I think that's such a bad and toxic mentality to get into I feel like people should be more open and honest about like the procedures that were getting done 
and like because of the the next generation who's looking up to us who like sees us and like it's not attainable unless you have surgery or those just perfect genetics mm-hmm. yeah it's so important like look Kylie Jenner good point I mean we're gonna learn a lot about um about procedures and stuff from you today specifically with rhinoplasty and and you go into Turkey and to get this work done um but before we get into that juicy topic um I did my best in giving you uh the best hype girl introduction ever but uh, (laughs) I tried but I also (laughs) want to throw back to you Siren as well to I don't know how you view yourself but if you if you're wanting to give yourself your own little introduction now is the time feel free to go ahead all right, so I am a published alternative model, like you said, suicide girl. I started doing suicide girls. Like I signed up the day I turned 18. I was on that fucking website <laughs> uploading my ID and I got like accepted shortly thereafter. And then from suicide girls, I kind of got into like camming and this was kind of before OnlyFans. So like Patreon before Patreon kicked off everyone for being too naked and sexy yes. on there. Um, and then eventually I started like doing the pillow fight competitions at the Fox. Oh my gosh. And yeah, (laughs) right. It was like 2019, I think I did like a pillow fight competition. And then I think I VIP'd like once, maybe twice. And then I kind of disappeared for a few years and then I came back in like 20 like late 2019 right before the pandemic started and the way I got started was kind of funny I didn't like really audition or anything I just went in with uh saffron to the caddy shack because it was like day shift yeah Monday or whatever a girl didn't show up for her first show and they're looking at me because I was just coming into VIP and they're like well can you dance and I was (laughs) like I think so like I'll get up there and do it you could be the judge of that (laughs) And I got up, like, do you want to do the full week? Like, this girl hasn't showed up for her for her first show, and you're here, so why don't you just do the full week? And I said, yeah, for sure. And then the next week, they're like, do you want to come back again? And then I came back, like, the next week. And then oh all of a sudden, they were like, come back again. And I was like, okay. And then the next thing you know, I'm talking to the agent. And they're like, okay, well, let's get you booked here again and again. And that's kind of like, I just worked the Caddyshack for until the until the pandemic really oh hit and they were one of the only bars that kind of kept trying to go through the pandemic and I really appreciated them for that but yeah I've been basically a naked sexy lady in some capacity whether on stage or online since I was 18 which is crazy so that's like I think I did the math the other day. It's like seven years or something crazy like that. Oh my God. <laughs> my whole That's so wild. I did not know that was your entry, like in terms of the strip industry and the dancing world. I did not know that. That is so wild. They're like, oh, how was your entry contest? And I was like, I didn't do that. I kind of just like, I, I think I lucked out pretty hard because then when the pandemic came back I was just already in their phone list of people to call and like 
they were like, we need people to work right now. And I was like, I will work. I will work right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's so freaking cool. Cause then I'm also curious too. I was like, how did you get started in this? And like, yeah, usually it's like an amateur night situation and you know, and now you can work and you know, work the circuit and all that stuff, which is fun and crazy but that's really cool I love that I love that so much <laughs> and luck and to be honest when I first like I didn't think that I would be any good at doing stage and now here I am a few years later feature entertainer and it, I don't know I'm really proud of myself <laughs> I'm also really proud of you I love hearing your journey because like I mean that's not that long ago like I mean it's a little bit of a long like a little bit like but like COVID took out a few years too (laughs) in terms of like dancing. (laughs) There was like a solid like year or maybe even more that I wasn't really working like the clubs and I wasn't really doing private parties over COVID Mm -hmm. either. So I, I don't really count that it's time that I was dancing. So when I tell people like, Oh, I've been dancing for like basically like, two years or something they're just like they're like no way and I'm like okay well like I kind of started like with the competitions like the pillow fighting which like takes no skill obviously <laughs> and then work encouraged to like VIP for like one night and then disappeared for a while because I had a I had an accident happen I can't really talk about it right now because I am in legal proceedings but I kind of like stopped dancing for a while until I felt better about that and then I came back ready to go 2019 and COVID was like actually fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah COVID did that for a lot of us you're like actually no and I don't know what it was like I remember like when clubs were like kind of like reopening slowly and they had like at least at Shakers they had like the tape that was kind of like by the stage and on the floor and like you can't cross this area and like it was really strange <laughs> and it closed so early too. I didn't go to in that era I was kind of like hanging out at Caddyshack more so and the Caddyshack they were trying to open with like plexiglass dances Mm -hmm. so like the customer would still sit in the booth seat but there'd be a huge plexiglass screen in between you and it's kind of like more like a an air like peep show dance except for they didn't take the lighting into consideration because like the reflection with the lighting in the VIP they could see was themselves (laughs) so on your phone flashlight otherwise they they couldn't see you on the other side of the plexiglass it would just reflect them oh my god (laughs) and um, I remember one time I think the bar staff just organized like a tailgate stripper party like when the club was still shut down and they had a bunch of strippers come out and like dance in the back of a truck bed I was one of them (laughs) and people just regulars came out and everyone threw money and like it was a really nice opportunity for people who had been out of work for a long time to like you know make some money even though the the clubs were still closed and it was good for everyone to kind of like you know see each other and like check in on each other because COVID was unexpected for a lot of us oh yeah (laughs) and so isolating too and it's just it was hard for for a lot of people that I know whether you're in the industry or not like it's it was a crazy time I'm so glad that's freaking over (laughs) but I mean um yeah going back to you again just super proud of your journey and I've loved watching you grow and, and as well as even like at the studio and stuff too it's been like so amazing and very inspiring uh to see you continue um your craft and mastering your craft so 
kudos to you thank you and you inspired me to like start coming back to classes Aww. and like going to uh do you say where you work on the oh podcast? yeah sure if it's, what, it's whatever okay. <laughs> thank you for asking going back to, I don't know how like private you are about like where you work and stuff but like going to Ava and um like I took your class and I was like I like these classes but we don't do much like like um, like choreography and stuff I was looking for like Mm. yeah yours is more like choreography and like flow but I'm like I've always been looking to get my like Aisha down that's been like my Roman empire since I started pole dancing (laughs) and I finally got it the other day and I literally accidentally just kind of like kicked up into it and I screamed I was like oh oh my god (laughs) I'm here for it but you have been very in like I feel like the last like almost year of me coming there and like working on my skills it's it's shown it's it's really been demonstrated I can't wait to like work with you again too to like see this all on stage too (laughs) (laughs) okay so I mean this is all great um this also has stuff to do with the topic at hand which is you know getting work done um overseas so obviously like and this is not just reserved for people in the strip industry but the adult industry in general, <laughs> we like to get work done. <laughs> and it's, it's all angles at every moment, you know, there's no angle that you're safe. From. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we, we all have, we all have reasons for getting work done. Um, but because like, obviously our job relies to an extent uh, with our physique, our looks and stuff too. So it's really important for us to make sure that we, you know, one, we're taking care of ourselves too. We want to enhance features that, you know, can hopefully like make us money, but also make us really happy as well. So um, I had done, yes, I had done some episodes on breast augmentation surgery. This one I do want to pivot and talk about rhinoplasty because yes, I had a lot of people ask me like, well, what about this? What about that? Um, but yes, rhinoplasty um if you don't know what that is if you're listening it's basically a nose job um from what i have done with my very light research yes and you've got a beautiful nose i have to say <laughs> like show it off for all the patreon subscribers <laughs> model that nose um it is noses are so oh like i actually like weird they're weird are so weird yes super weird I have a Filipino nose. I'm Filipino, so it can be, like, really flat. Like, I don't know if you can see here. (laughs) But, you know, people are very particular about it. And, you know, talking about different kind of surgeries, I can get – from what I researched, there are two types. um, Again, to my knowledge, there are, which is open and closed. Um, I think from what I've read online is if you want um, a specific, uh, like, shape and you are more – specific about like the tip and stuff too um and are looking for I guess maybe more complicated cases and you'd probably go for like an open surgery there's also closed surgery which they would kind of navigate uh with your nose not cut off at the top but I think that's kind of reserved for more like maybe minor cases um like less like a shorter recovery time, etc. But I'm going to throw it back to you because you obviously have done extensive amounts of research done on this topic. But talk to us about surgery and maybe if you want to go in personally about like why you want to get this done as well. I think maybe people would also love to hear your story on that. 
Okay, so why I wanted to get it done, I have just always disliked how, like, wide my nose was. Um, I hated it ever since I was probably, like, 11. And I swore to myself that I'm, like, one day when I'm older, I'm gonna get a nose job. And it kind of just, like, consumed my thoughts. Like, once I started, like, dancing and, like, doing, like, like, OnlyFans and stuff because you're like, oh, shit, like, I don't like this angle or I don't like this angle of my nose. Or, but, like, I like this certain angle. Um, so I always told myself that I would get it done. And I finally had the funds to do it. So I started looking into getting it done. At first, I kind of reached out to, like, some people in, like, uh, like, Miami and like LA and Mm -hmm. stuff and like other surgeons in like the US but they were quoting like $10,000 plus and yeah oh my god it can be like very yeah um so as well I find in like the US and Canada they mostly just do like bridge work but what I really wanted was like to like narrow the tip of my nose because I didn't mind the bridge of my nose but I had broken my nose in the past as well in um a a kneeboard accident I like the kneeboard flipped around and hit me in the face and like right here in the bridge of my nose and it like apparently I didn't know until I got the surgery that it had broken my nose and I didn't do anything about it as a child so I had like a small like bump on my nose um but it wasn't like super noticeable but from the research that I started doing in Turkey, they focus more on like the like the tip work instead of just like the mm-hmm. bridge. And I always wanted one of those like cute like button tip Barbie noses, <laughs> you know? And I think they just specialize in that in Turkey. Um, the more the more the more natural rhinoplasties I've found are in like like the U.S. and Canada and I like I told my surgeon I was like I want it to be like natural like I don't want people to look at me and be like oh no she's had like work done Mm. but I didn't want it to be natural that like it didn't make a huge difference because I've heard from other girls as well that they got their surgeries done in like the U.S. and Canada and it wasn't as big of a difference as they wanted it to be really oh my gosh yikes okay and then you feel like you need to get a revision rhinoplasty if it's not as much as you wanted it to be and then that oops sorry <laughs> it's okay hi love oh um, a bullet train coming up those stairs <laughs> <Sit>. <laughs> um where was i the more natural in canada more like barbie yeah so um i just i decided that i wanted to just I just wanted to I I only wanted to have the surgery once so I just wanted to make sure that it was exactly what I wanted it to be and I was afraid if I went with more natural I wouldn't be satisfied with the results because like I was saying it it wasn't so much the bridge I wanted done it was it was the tip and that's what I was focusing on right Right. Yeah, definitely. And of course, like when you're going undergoing a major surgery, you want to make sure it is like exactly perfect to what you're freaking paying for. And like, and speaking about like those North American prices, like 
$10,000 is, is a lot of money for a lot of folks, right? And not to mention like, um, especially in our industry, the recovery time and it, you being taken out of work for a number of who knows, weeks, months, who knows, like you don't have the option to to make that money back during that time. So it does take a considerable amount of time mm-hmm. to save up, not only for the surgery, your travel, your accommodations, stuff like that, but also like a bit of extra too, because like you'll have that experience, that loss of income during that time as well. So it doesn't matter whether you're a dancer or not. $10,000 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a big chunk of change. And not everyone can just, you know, that, that takes some time to to save up for a lot of us, right? So it's a investment. And there's so much other things in life that you could be putting that money towards to better yourself in other ways that's, like, not plastic surgery as well. So I figured, like – if I could get a doctor who specializes in doing like, like the tips instead of just like a more natural one and it costs less, like even going from Vancouver to Turkey with the surgery, um, I took uh, someone with me to like help me recover. Mm -hmm. So two people on an airplane and accommodations and like, cause food is very cheap over there as well. Um, Food and the surgery, it was still, like, just over half of what it been if I went to someone in, like, Canada or, U- wow. or the U.S. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's quite a huge savings. Um, so, obviously, like, economically speaking, that would make a lot of sense. I know, like, a lot of people um, pro- probably share this hesitation, but, like, a lot of people might take surgery within North America – um, cause they might think it's quote unquote better or maybe safer and like, you can still go back to your surgeon here and stuff too. Like, did you have any of those hesitations when you were kind of doing this initial research or anything like that? Or, um, I think my biggest hesitation was being so far away from the doctor in the healing process. Cause I didn't stay in Turkey for that long. I only stayed in Turkey for like, maybe like seven or eight days mm-hmm. after the surgery. So it's not a long time because obviously you have to wait that amount of time to be able to be cleared to fly and all of that kind of stuff and you probably just wouldn't want to fly right after surgery anyways because it's uncomfortable and your face swollen like I couldn't open my eyes it would my my whole face just swole up like a balloon I had to like have help like walking to the bathroom so I didn't like walk into a wall and hit my nose (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of stuff to consider. I mean, like, okay, we're going to start going into, like, all the details because I'm a detail nerd and I'm sure people are also curious about the same things. So basically, and I'll just say, I'll preface this too because there was a lot of questions that came in, but they're all pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it was all about, like, what's the cost? What about accommodation? What about travel? What about, like, your insurance? Um, how do you find uh, a good surgeon and a good clinic? So maybe we can start at the top there and talk about, um, well, first of all, you were finding in your research that, okay, like, Turkey specializes in this specific, like, tip tip reconstruction or, like, um nose Nose. barbie they call it yeah like so that's that's what you want it's you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on you know finding someone in turkey how did you go about doing that and like what was your process like in finding a surgeon that 
specializes in this specific surgery and who is like completely vetted? How, like, how did you go about even tackling that? So I had talked to other dancers who had gotten their nose done in Turkey, um, maybe like one or two, but that's not a very wide, like test group of people to talk to. So I started looking on like Facebook groups. There are like there's so many like turkey rhinoplasty like support groups or just like turkey surgery like in general where people go to post their experiences Mm. reviews of like all these doctors or they go to like ask questions like who has been to this doctor or like it's just a really good community there's also like whatsapp group chats that you can join if you're like considering surgery with a certain doctor and talk to other people who are also considering surgery or like things of that nature um so like the whatsapp group chats and the facebook is like mostly where I did my research but then from there there's websites I think it's called like real self or something mm-hmm. uh I can't remember off the top of my head it's mentioned a lot on the facebook groups but it's like reviews of doctors like from patients and like you can look up your doctor's name as well. So there's all these different resources, but you kind of have to be careful because the thing about like Turkish surgeons is like they'll build up this large Instagram following mm-hmm. to make them seem legit. like they are more legit than they maybe are. Mm. Um, and they use that as like, almost like as experience in a way like just because they have a lot of Instagram followers maybe they'll start to like charge more or like just because they have a lot of Instagram followers doesn't mean they're actually a good doctor like they could be botching people and just trying to like silence them so don't just trust like oh this doctor has like so many followers Mm -hmm. like I should get my surgery done with them right followers doesn't mean shit shit yeah and I also (laughs) find that a lot of the doctors are like following they must be in like little engaged like turkish surgeon engagement groups because a lot of them are like following each other and like commenting on each other's jobs they're like good job nice (laughs) nice work thumbs up and they're all like liking and commenting on each other's photos so like that's wild i spot an engagement group (laughs) (laughs) like we know this shit we know all about these engagement groups that that shit's wild oh my gosh i had no idea it is it's this whole like like online community even of like doctors and stuff so I spent probably like at least like six months just like researching and then I had my top three doctors Mm -hmm. and within those six months two of them bad cases started to come out about them like botching people or whatever so because a lot of surgeons in Turkey can be like pretty new and because people are so like attracted by like a low price Mm -hmm. or people who are maybe desperate for an even lower price than it already is goes to like the newer surgeons and they get botched but from my research I went to doctor um I'm probably gonna like butcher this name and I'm like so sorry (laughs) it's okay um it's like it's like Er Erdem Erdem Kaglar okay I can't help you with that either (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and basically they call him Dr. Kaglar which is like it's easier but I, I don't know I'll like send it to you I'll copy and paste it I'll like I'll send you his Instagram as well if 
you want yeah, to Yeah, it'll all be in the show notes. So <laughs> I have found the most satisfied reviews um from that doctor and like the most amount of people who posted like after like their before and after photos who were very satisfied had like gone to this doctor on this group nice. and like I had waited a while like like I said six months just kind of like checking the group every day to be like okay like who's posting about their surgery today is it good is it bad like tell me everything wow so after that amount of time and I hadn't really seen anything bad and like of course there's going to be some people who like aren't happy and I feel like we're all struggling with some form of body like dysmorphia. body dysmorphia mm-hmm. degree and I think like you can't please everyone and when I went in there the doctor made sure to like make sure my expectations were in check because he said that he's like you specifically it's going to be harder for me to get your nose like small small like because I wanted like a very very small tip and it is it is small for the size that it was before um but he's like you need to like rein in your expectations because you have thick skin Mm. and like you do have a wide nose and there's only so much that we can do right before it starts to look bad and unnatural and we don't want to do that to Mm -hmm. you so you kind of have to like rein in your expectations like due to your skin type and what you're already working with Mm -hmm. and like just because you look at a picture from a doctor and it looks amazing you don't know what that person was really like working with before right so everyone's nose and what they're before will affect the the final outcome that's so important that you said that because like sometimes and we kind of mentioned this in the breast augmentation surgery too like There are going to be, like, what I say, what I would consider as good doctors, they will tell you this shit to be like, hey, like, this is what we're working with. And everybody is different, you know? Everyone has different parameters uh, that they're working with. Um, And, uh, yeah, you should be weary of doctors are just like, yes, we can do this for you. It's a yes, 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 yes thing. Saying all the things that you like, you want to hear because, yeah, it makes you feel good. And you're like, yeah, like, I want to do get these results. But, like, if it's not like a, a realistic expectation that can be can maybe cost more money down the line there may be higher chance of your surgery getting botched like there's so many other risk factors involved with that so i'm really glad that your doctor spoke up and, and said like this is what we're working with here you know manage exactly. expectations and like getting another nose job they say that your nose isn't fully healed and you're not going to see the final result for about like eight months to like a year. They say a year to be safe. Wow. So you're not going to know what your nose finally looks like for a year. And over the, cause my nose just turned one years yeah. old. Happy birthday nose. nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's changed so much. Like when he first took the cast off of my nose and like held it up in the mirror I just looked at it and I didn't say anything. And he's like, you don't like it. And I was like, it's really swollen, right? And he's like, it's really swollen. And your entire face is going to swell over the next week. So it's going to get worse. Mm. So just like keep your cast on, keep the pressure on. And like, this is not your final result. This is just kind of showing you like, it's not even like when they take the cast off, it's like, I don't maybe I just swelled extra but I don't think the cast off is a good representation of what your nose is going to look like after a year because even sometimes my nose just like 
gets a little swollen and I'll notice like like a few months after surgery one day it'll be like looking small and snatched and the next day it's just like it's a little puffy and like a little swollen and I think that all depends on like honestly like your immune system and like the foods that you eat and like the lifestyle that you live as well if you have an inflammatory lifestyle that is going to affect your surgery wow yeah lots of things to consider here too and yeah, I, I will. We will definitely talk more about the healing process in depth in a little bit. Um, maybe we can we can dial it back a little bit in terms of like, because usually like if you're here in say Vancouver or wherever you are listening, um, you would have some kind of consultation process uh, with your doctor or their team at the clinic. Um, obviously ahead of time to see like if this is going to be right for you. Was there any kind of consult- consultation process or how did that work? Because obviously you're going overseas. Like you can't just like, I'm just going to go to Turkey and just get the consultation and go home and then fly back. Like it doesn't work that way. So how does that work? <laughs> so um, I contacted them through um, Instagram, I believe. Um, and then they gave me their WhatsApp. And so I contacted the doctor's assistant through WhatsApp and she set up a consultation with the doctor for me. Um, well, at first, sorry, I sent in my pictures mm. and they kind of gave me the rundown of like what they thought that I could use. I can tell you exactly what they thought I needed. Sure. They said, Irene, doctor checked your nose photos. He said that your main deformities. Oh my God, like, deformities. Okay, <laughs> Um, our dorsal butt tip bulbosity, slight, slightly external navel, nasal deviation. Uh, it is possible to remove your bump and make your tip more defined and make your nose more symmetrical than its current shape. Mm. You are a good candidate to achieve a nice result. And then that's when we booked a video consultation. Mm. And I actually like spoke to the doctor who was going to be doing the surgery and told him like, what exactly I wanted, like what my expectations were. He like got a really good look at my nose. Like I just like basically put the phone really close to my nose and was like, this is what you're working with. And he's like, okay, well I can tell that you like, do you have a, like a wider, thicker nose, but I can't really tell your skin type until I get you here and like give your nose a little, a little touch, a little squish. So um, it is important to like, you know, go through it again with the doctor and make sure that you're not just having like one online consultation because right. I also like when I got to Turkey, we had like, I think like the day before we had another meeting and then the day of we had another meeting. Wow. So it's very, he's a busy guy. Yeah. So when he like stops doing at night, he's immediately like calling people wow. um, and doing FaceTimes and like doing consultations and stuff and you're actually you are talking to the doctor that you're getting surgery with and not just like an assistant because I know that sometimes they can just try to like pawn you off onto their assistants (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's really comforting that you're able to I mean have that many consultations and follow-ups and checkups before you actually go into your surgery so sorry going back again so so you had your your video call with the surgeon and then after that you kind of booked your appointment you like did you have to pay a deposit or anything like that or how did that kind of process work So I did have to pay a deposit um the deposit was 200 euros and they will book your like appointment for whatever day that you want 
and but they won't like actually confirm that appointment until you send in the deposit and I used um a website called like I think it's wise.com mm-hmm. to send the money to the doctor um through like international wire transfer or whatever they sent me all of their banking information, information etc and then once they received the deposit they confirmed my um, appointment and then they sent me all of the information that I would need like the location of the hospital um, they sent me a whole list of like hotels near the hospital that I could check out mm. um like a whole list of like different accommodations like they're not associated with the accommodations like it's not included in the package like I know that some, some places, places are like associated with hotels right. and they do like packages like it's included in your package mm-hmm. with the rhinoplasty but for me personally um the accommodation was not included in the price mm-hmm. um so I could choose like whatever hotel I wanted to stay in and I wasn't like committed to where they wanted me to stay. Right. That's awesome. That's good to have some flexibility too. Cause sometimes I don't know, like sometimes I think with the packages, like there's some kind of like partnership with the hotel. Like, do they get a commission out of that too? Like how did that work? But I was like, <laughs> I don't <think> that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's really cool. So they were able to really help you out and kind of like not handhold you, but like really give you um, a lot of reassurance and um, because like that's not only a big surgery, that's also a big trip to take as well. It's long. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's a language barrier, culture barrier, as well as I wanted to mention in here, um, you have to get a visa to enter Turkey. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's really easy. You just go on a website um, I can't remember what exactly the website is called. If you Google it, you'll find it. It's not that expensive. I believe it's like less than $50 a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just need to make sure that you have your visas yes. when you go there because they will be asked. <laughs> yes, they will definitely be asking you and Turkish uh, officials will not fuck around. So, And of course, I know there's a lot of people that listen yeah. to the show from all around the world. So that might just be the price for Canadians and North Americans. So make sure you just do your research online if you are out of North America as well because different costs uh, for different countries, unfortunately. So, so yeah, so this happened. And then I guess you'd have to go look into purchasing your flights. Yeah, your accommodations as well. Were those particularly expensive? I know like flights to Turkey are not exactly cheap. Oh, the flights, they were about like um, 1,200-ish a person. Mm-hmm. So like not great, yeah. but not a- average-ish. Typical. And that was like <laughs> It was pretty average for like going that far from Vancouver to I, my surgery was in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I would say that's like pretty average. And like I was saying, even for like two people to go, um, I believe the accommodations for the time that I was there, which was like, I think it was 10 or 11 days. Mm-hmm. I think the accommodation was only like, like less than 500 like canadian dollars oh my god amazing. it was really that's so cheap like the hotels there are like nice pretty cheap yeah. but that's because their dollar in comparison to ours is not fantastic yeah. right and that's why all the the food is like pretty cheap when you go yes. but the food is delicious though. so good delicious. <laughs> so good <laughs> so, <laughs> you just go there 
early, eat as much as you can, get all the flavors and stuff in because after your rhinoplasty, yeah, the flavors are going to be kind of messed up. Right. A lot of your senses come through your nose. You're going to have plugs in your nose and you're not really going to be able to enjoy eating because your face is going to be swollen your nose is going to be sensitive chewing kind of feels like a little weird like I prefer to eat like soups and like smoothies after my surgery and like squishy things Soft so things. my recommendation is go a day or two early and experience turkey before your surgery because it is a beautiful place yeah. and everyone there was like so amazing and kind and like you would check out like the bazaars and they have all these like different like little like it's almost like a ma and pa owned shops like all down the streets and you'd go in there to shop and they would like offer you tea and they want to sit down and have a conversation with you like oh where are you from where are you going and they're just really friendly people like the food is amazing I felt very safe yeah being there although I was there with a man but in the like in the times that I was alone, I did feel very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just say, like, go a day or two early yeah. and just, like, even just walk around. Yeah. And explore, see what it has to offer. Um, so. Yeah. Would recommend as well. I love turkey. Like, at least go a day or two because even the Turkish hammams are great. Like, the Blue Mosque. Sophia, yeah. like the other mosque that's also really big, Sophia something. I can't remember. It's been a few years. And the, yeah, the food is yeah. absolutely incredible. Like lots of things to experience. And the shopping is pretty crazy too. So so yeah. And that, that's a good thing you mentioned that too in terms of like your olfactory senses are pretty much like <laughs> out the door. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Literally. You, like for the first um... – week after surgery you have like these like they're almost like earplugs in your nose Uh, that's kind of what it feels like and so you can't breathe out of your nose you become a mouth breather your mouth gets so dry I would recommend if you have like what are those it's like a medication you can use to like salivate your mouth because you're breathing through your mouth all the time time, your mouth is going to get super dry it's going to be really uncomfortable I recommend to be honest like taping like the center of your lips shut to try and keep your mouth just like a little closed when you're asleep so you don't wake oh. up and feel like your mouth is the Sahara Desert like I touched <laughs> my tongue when I woke up it was literally dry oh it was God. dry it's like sandpaper really <laughs> oh my god that's yeah it's um, rough. I also wanted to mention that like I was considering getting like an upper eyelid blepharoplasty oh. I didn't end up doing it but um, it's something that the surgeon offers as well. Cool. Um, it was only an extra thousand euros. Mm. Um, where in here, I looked it up. It's like, I can't remember how much it is, but it's quite expensive for like the blepharoplasties here wow. in Vancouver. I can't remember the exact price, but like a thousand dollars to like a few thousand dollars is a lot but at the end of the day I just considered I was like I am already getting one thing done I don't want to like suffer more than I have to yeah and I felt like I had already seen pictures of girls who have gotten their nose done who's like their eyes swell shut oh and I'm like do I want to have like scars on my eyes as well as a nose job because like the upper blepharoplasty they take like skin from your eyelids 
And I was like, I feel like it just might be too much of a sensory experience for me because I'm a big sensory experience person. Mm -hmm. I feel like it would have just been like too too much. much. Yeah. Um, With all the swelling and everything and then adding extra swelling to the eyes. Like I already couldn't open my eyes for like almost a full day because the swelling was so bad. I couldn't imagine if I got surgery on my eyes as well, how long I would be able to open my eyes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's that's intense that that can be a lot but I also under I also understand like the surgeon's point of view too like well you're already here like you know your entire face is going to be swollen um might as well like add on another thing so I understand that and because of the anesthesia, right so because you're already under the anesthesia mm-hmm. they don't have to charge you additional anesthesia True. like price because anesthesia is very expensive yes. like a large part of your part of your surgery is, anesthesia. is the anesthetician wow yeah because of, like they have to have someone like monitoring you to make sure that you're not like dying. Yeah. Someone who's like certified to like inject the anesthesia and like because it's like you could you could die under anesthesia. It's scary. Powerful <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So I mean, talking about like your surgery too. I'm sorry that we keep flip flopping, but my brain is also very wonky today <laughs> as well. But um... <laughs> um like talking about like the actual surgery and like the day of um was there any kind of prep that you had to do um for the surgery there's like some I don't know I don't know again I don't know anything about rhinoplasty at all but like do you have to like drink water or like do a certain thing or it's just like you show up and you're like ready to go or what was that like okay so months before I had quit vaping and like smoking mm-hmm. and stuff like that because they recommend for like your, your healing journey and everything when you smoke your tissue doesn't heal as fast mm-hmm. so I just preemptively quit smoking also going under anesthesia like it's another risk is like being a smoker and going under anesthesia right. um so I just I quit I quit vaping because that was a big thing for me I know we're all <laughs> hooked on the vape <laughs> um so I started like prepping for my surgery like months in advance in that way. But like the day before, basically, they say 12 hours before your surgery, don't eat or drink anything, like not even water, Oh wow. nothing. So you go in on the day of your surgery and you are thirsty and you are hungry and you kind of like don't feel great because I don't know about you, but like I got to. I gotta I eat. Gotta eat, yeah. And if I'm not eating, <laughs> yeah. So like when I like I, going 12 hours without eating is like that's a lot. It's a long time. So I stopped eating and drinking at like midnight the day before, and then at noon was my surgery the next day. So I just I went in hungry and thirsty, and I like when you when you wake up from certain from surgery you are very very thirsty well I don't know about anyone else but me personally I was very thirsty because I don't even know how long I was like unconscious for and they're like shoving all these like tubes and stuff down your throat and you haven't had water for 12 hours oh my God. and so you wake up and you're like begging you for water you're like please can I have water like please can I have water oh my god no you can't have any water you can't have water for like a few hours after surgery just in case you like like throw up okay because it would it would mess when you're throwing you know when you throw up so hard you throw up out your nose yep so yeah that could be a risk gotcha so they don't want anything in your stomach whatsoever so you don't have the chance of throwing up yeah and there'll be nothing to throw up oh you right 
can't. You kind of just have to like sit there and just honestly kind of little suffer a little bit and just suck it up and be really thirsty and really hungry and eventually they will come in and bring you food um like for dinner Mm -hmm. wow but it's I didn't feel super terrible like immediately following the surgery Mm -hmm. I felt pretty okay Mm -hmm. it was the next day when I was like I feel like I got hit in the face by a bus oh my god I bet and I remember like when you were posting some stories on like I think it was like TikTok or Instagram or something I was like holy shit this is wild like mega chipmunk yeah I was like holy crap but yeah of course like your body is like trying to heal yeah yeah that's what it was it was was, like look you up beat up (laughs) which is crazy yeah (laughs) but to be honest like the nose itself wasn't that painful I think the swelling was causing most of my pain and they do give you pain medication it's not anything like very strong but they do give you pain medication and then they also give you um an anti antibacterial like like a cream or an ointment sorry Mm -hmm. to like put on your nose and stuff so you got to put that on your nose question for like immediately following question for you so like are you like how long are you bandaged for or is it like is it right after surgery then they like unwrap you after dinner kind of thing or like how does that timeline work so (coughs) you have your first bandage on for a week you you have your surgery and then you're supposed to stay in turkey obviously for a week so the doctor can check you and then clear you to fly and so at the end of that week He'll take the cast off, check on everything, and that's kind of your first look at what your nose kind of looks, looks like. like. And there's a lot of, like I was seeing in those Facebook groups, there's a lot of people who got their cast off and immediately come to the Facebook group and, like, they're posting, like, I have so much regret. This is not what I wanted, oh. blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, babe, wait, like, <laughs> six months to a year and come back to us. <laughs> and then they'll post a few months later. Actually, it's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> so, like immediate scare factor after where you're like did I fuck up like did I make an oh no like yeah that's scary so <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm really glad that you had someone there because like I mean like you probably can't even really see that well um yeah your senses are all like fucked up <laughs> going out to get food like I didn't really want to leave the hotel room for the first few days I would say like the first two maybe like three days I didn't really leave the hotel room at all mm-hmm. um I had my food being brought to me and everything and like you're not supposed to shower either oh wow you're not allowed to shower well like you can like kind of like wash yourself like but you can't like go in a shower because you're, you're gonna get your cast wet right, right? so you can kind of like bird bath yourself and stuff to stay like hygienic yeah but yeah there's no washing your face though like you cannot wash your face right I basically didn't wash my face for two weeks it was pretty greasy um (laughs) yeah like I was saying the cast getting back to the cast circling back around um you have your first cast on for about seven days and then when you leave turkey or after the seventh day or whatever they put another cast back on and then they tell you to leave it on for like 
like seven plus days they're like the longer that you can keep this cast on the better the better just keep it on your face like don't get it wet don't get it moist but I'm kind of like a sweaty person so it, <laughs> it came off like I think like on this on the sixth day sixth day or something wow. and I messaged them I was like the cast it is not it's not staying on it's coming off my face is that okay and they're like that's fine we just recommend longer just to be safe right so it's about like two weeks give or take that you have the cast on yeah and it's really annoying at first and feels like you're, you you have this foreign thing on your face but after a while you do just kind of get used to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and after that like once you're able to get the cast off or I guess it just comes off because <laughs> natural sweating and oils and stuff like that but like how do you maintain yeah. the healing process and and recovery and stuff too and prevent from like infection and stuff like that so they give you this uh, saline solution that you kind of like you squirt up your nose. And um, sorry, I forgot to mention when you get your second cast, you get a different set of nose plugs. Oh. It's more like a retainer this time mm-hmm. with holes in it. So it, it more just helps to keep the shape of your nose, but you can breathe through mm. it instead of like the earplug ones that they had up your nose for the first seven days where you couldn't breathe at all. Um, you get that kind of retainer. They'll fit it to your nose. So don't lose it. I had to take a retainer back to Canada for another girl because they don't, they won't ship you another retainer. Oh my gosh. Um, Cause it's just, I don't know why they won't ship you another retainer, but I was connected with this girl because they're like, Oh, you're from Canada. There's a girl in Canada who like, needs a retainer because she lost hers her mom like flushed it down the toilet or something so like can you take this back to Canada and she'll pay you to send it to her because they're just like we're not dealing with that Mm. and so I did I took that retainer back to um Canada and shipped it off for her (laughs) on contact with her oh my gosh that's but um that um that anti like anti-bacterial gel stuff Mm -hmm. um ointment you have to like put on the inside of your nose as well mm-hmm. um so there's saline the anti anti whatever, whatever it ointment. is yeah um yeah <laughs> <laughs> antibacterial ointment right um antibiotic ointment there you go sorry <laughs> no, good. um and then like the the nose retainer as well as um when you take your second cast off, you're going to start nose taping. Okay. So like taping the the bridge of your nose or like around or like how did, how did that work? I'm sure they would probably show you how to do that, but that's something you have to do yourself. Yeah. So they show you before you leave and they give you tape as well to take home with you. Um, I ended up like going and buying more tape because they recommend that you do it for the first like few months at least mm. after surgery is nose taping wow so you kind of like you take the tape and you wrap it from like this part of your nose around to this part of your nose mm. and I usually do like two layers to kind of like give it that keep it in place I don't know it's like it's, yeah keep it in yeah. place and then after that you place tape across the bridge to kind of keep it compressed and down and so I, I, it's funny because I still face tape sometimes. I, I put some on last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, wow, that's a, that's a lot. So, I guess in total, like, how long would you say this 
healing recovery process is. And I'm sure it would kind of vary from person to person, but like generally speaking, how long are we looking at for recovery? Because again, like preventing you from working and stuff too, because obviously it's your face that we're dealing with. Let's give people's heads up. And because you've just opened all those blood vessels and things and there's stuff in your nose that's just been cauterized and they basically just took a, a, a chisel to your the bridge of your nose and shaved it down. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of healing that goes into that. And they recommend at least two weeks with like no exercise mm-hmm. whatsoever. And then I believe at the four week mark, you can do light right exercise because you don't want to get your blood pumping and flowing too hard and potentially like break one of those like blood vessels that kind of stuff you know right that makes sense so for me personally I took like like a month and a half off of stage because I don't know the definition of slowdown (laughs) I I I just figured I'm like, I won't be able to like be chill enough mm-hmm. to go back on stage. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to go back early. Mm. Well, I went back to like VIPing earlier than I wanted to only because OnlyFans was dicking me around. Oh yeah. With their, the like, payout thing. Just- I remember that happening to you too. That was like, fuck, <laughs> that's annoying. Yeah. So like, like financially, like that kind of like fucked me because in my head, I was like, okay, like I have, I have the surgery and everything paid off. And like, I have like a few thousand dollars in my OnlyFans. And like a few days before I was supposed to leave for Turkey, I tried to pull it out. Wouldn't oh work. And the entire time I was, in Turkey, I was trying to pull it out and it wasn't working. And I was like, oh, man, like everything's already like paid for. But like, I had like been fundraising on my OnlyFans to specifically take this time yeah. off. And, like, I was going to, like, continue to, like, survive off of, like, my OnlyFans money as well. Because, like, paying my rent, paying off my credit cards, paying my bills of all variety, yeah. as well as, like, groceries and stuff. Like, my budget really included all that money that was stored on my OnlyFans. Right. And, like, there was, like, dollars on there that I just, I couldn't access. Oh, my gosh. And so where I was like well I'm kind of like running out of savings because I haven't been going to work for a month and everything that I've been planning to pay with my OnlyFans money I can't pay with my OnlyFans money because they're not giving it to me oh my god so I went to work I think I started like I cammed a few times Mm -hmm. before I went back to VIPing just because I thought like Camming is really easy. I can just sit there and like look pretty and like deal myself. It's not that like high intensity. Um, And then after like maybe like two weeks of doing that, I felt good enough to like start going back into the club. But my concern was like accidents of like someone bumping my nose or something. Cause like I, I accidentally like right after my surgery, right after I took off my cast, like literally the, I think it was like the day or the day after I had to take my dog to the vet and I was holding her. She's a big girl. And the doctor was kind of like bent over and like checking her. And he just completely elbowed me back in the nose, like straight up. And like, it started bleeding and I was crying and I was like, fucked up my nose, buddy. I'm going to have a problem. Yeah, totally. And 
fortunately, like, I don't think there was any, like, complications from that. Yeah. Other than it just really hurt. Yeah. Um, but after that, I was really defensive of people. Totally. I'm like, get out of my personal space. Yeah. Get away from my face. Or even, like, throwing the the ball for my dog. Yeah. Like, she, like, bounce throws where I just bounce it on the ground and it goes up in the air and she jumps and catches it, not, like, the long throws. Yeah. And I was afraid that I was going to bounce it wrong and get, like, a ball to the face and fuck up my, oh my nose. God. Yeah, you have every right to be, like, really <laughs> scared and, like, defensive and just, like, I don't want to fuck this up. Like, this is, again, a huge chunk of change. I and almost ordered myself a hockey mask because I was, like, I need to protect <laughs> my asset. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's, it's quite the journey. Like, Saren, this is crazy. Like, I didn't know there was so much. I mean, I, I had an idea, but this is like you going into detail about everything has been very, very eye-opening, not only for myself, but I'm sure for a lot of folks listening and perhaps considering this procedure getting done. So, I mean, this has been very, very informative, and I'm sure a lot of people would also agree as well. But, I mean, your nose looks fantastic. It's just had its one-year <laughs> birthday, which is so lovely. And <laughs> you obviously look very happy with the end result and product. And I guess, like, unless there's anything else that you wanted to add in, like, would this be something you'd recommend to folks and something you would do again in another life? Well, for me personally – uh, it's one of the best things I've probably ever done in my life. Um, I It's improved my self-confidence a lot. Like, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Like, obviously, like, not get another nose job. But, like, if I hadn't done it, I would, I would do it in a heartbeat. But it is, like, it might not be for everyone. And you should do your research because it could... It could be a dream or it could be a nightmare, but you just really have to put a lot of thought and time and effort into it. And like, just because someone you know goes to a doctor doesn't mean they're a good doctor. Like, do your own yes. research. Like, maybe in the time since my nose job, there's been something that's come out about my doctor. Like, you yes. never know because I stopped doing research. So, like, even though I recommend this doctor and he did good for me, do your own research. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, do your own and don't just trust what other people have to say. Yeah, again, because this is like a, a, a very, very complicated, can be kind of complicated procedure. And as you mentioned, like things can change. Maybe maybe he's like getting lazy now too. Like who knows? Like who knows what can happen? Just make sure. And getting tired and sloppy, you know? Yeah. So you never know. And like just because he's done like a, a good nose on someone you know doesn't mean he's done – a lot of other good work like there's there's good and there's bad with everything and obviously people like you're gonna have people who aren't happy at the end of the day like who maybe don't have their expectations in place or maybe they did get botched and I think doing surgery there's a chance that it could happen like 100%. you know you're you're playing with all sorts of different factors, everyone's like pre-existing conditions and also how like they take care of their nose in the aftermath. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors to like look into and you're like, okay, well, is this like a botched surgery or did you not take care of yourself? Right. Like, or take care of your nose or yeah. whatever. So that's a just research, research, research. And if you have an eye on your, do on a doctor, for me, I picked out top three 
and I watched them like a hawk for like six months. Yeah. <laughs> and I like I Googled their names every day and like the Facebook groups and the WhatsApp groups and the the real self doctor reviews and everything. And just research, research, research. Yeah. But I'm I'm very happy with mine. I would do it again in a heartbeat. It it makes me feel so much better about myself, to be honest. Yay. I don't know, like everyone was telling me get a nose job like I was everyone was trying to convince me out of it but I was like no like this is what I yeah and like I did it for myself I I don't think I was doing it really for anyone else like I wasn't thinking like oh this is gonna like get me more work in any way but I was just thinking I'm like I think that my confidence will come through more oh yeah if I get this done for sure and whatever reasons you want to do you can get something done for sure but again at the end of the day just making sure that you are making yes, it an informed decision. Informed decision is all we're asking for. And and yeah, I will be posting all the links um, that Siren has mentioned here as well as her surgeon, the clinic she was at, and and what all whatever else. But I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of information, but I'm sure people have, again are finding this super useful. But in case people want to reach out to you, Siren, where can they find you? Um, my Instagram is siren underscore rouge underscore SG. You can find all of my other links through there. Instagram is kind of like where I'm the most active. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. And I, I usually there is like a Q&A at the end. But uh, again, most of the questions were everything that you've already answered. But I just want to quickly say before we close things out, um, somebody named Marilyn says, tell her I love her. And Jordy says, how do you heal with, how do you deal with being so sexy? <laughs> it's very hard. It's a hard job. I'm just doing the Lord's work. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Siren, it was so much fun having you on the show. I'm so glad that we were finally able to do this. And, and again, for you to really share your vulnerable journey um, with rhinoplasty in Turkey. So thank you again. And for everyone else that's listening at home, it's new episodes every single Sunday, dropping at midnight um, Pacific Standard Time. And you can listen on any major podcast platform. Um, if you are listening on Spotify or Apple, I would love to ask you to rate five stars if that is uh, – if you find that this podcast is useful, I mean, after all, it's free. And um, if you want to write a review, that'd be awesome. I read all of them. And don't forget, patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. Um, follow my new podcast account on Instagram. It's stripped by Sia podcast. But you could find me mostly on X, aka Twitter, whatever it is called now, um, stripped by Sia. And if you want to be on the show, it's strippedbysia.com. Just fill out the contact form there, but make sure you're not just filling it out so that you want to be on the show, but filling it out with like why you want to be on the show, your topic of choice, et cetera, et cetera. Because we're going to start looking for people for season seven shortly. So stay tuned and we'll catch you all in for another episode next week. Thank you so much, Siren. It's a pleasure having you on. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You're listening to Stripped by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, music by Ted D, graphic design by Maria Bellandarama, and photography by Ian Dabrin.
Are you going to be at X3 or XBiz LA this year? It is award season, so you know what everyone who is somebody and who wants to be is going to be in town in Los Angeles collaborating. And of course, you want to ensure that you're doing this safely. So courtesy of Sage Health, located in Van Nuys, California, we are offering $15 off your test this winter. Use code SCRIPTBYSIA to get $15 off. We'll see you in person and happy testing.